you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program from San Francisco, California, the site of Super Bowl 50. Look at it. The Golden Gate Bridge, inexplicably orange. Why is it orange? Why is it the Golden Gate Bridge? (laughs) Check. It's a great question to start with. No, it's not. (laughs) It was gold when they first did it for the Golden State. So what? So why doesn't it stay gold? By the way, speaking of gold, the Golden Arches present us McDonald's all-day breakfast. I, I, you know what? Even in San Francisco, you, there are a lot of different food options here, but I can't help myself. I, Egg McMuffin, middle of the day. How you throw yourself an alley? I like that. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of gold, look at the golden <laughs> arch. That's why he's John. That's why he's John Stockton. Not I'm not ball. John Stockton. I don't know why he's taking Kyrie Irving. <laughs> he only does bounce passes. Ball. He only can do bounce passes. You guys think like I'm a pants. Yeah. You guys see, you called me John Stockton to set you up for the dunk, but. I'm Kyrie Irving. I create my own shots. I can fill it up. You're Caucasian for one. (laughs) For two, you have no agility. For three, ain't never wrong wearing the hot pants, man. How embarrassing. How embarrassing that you decide to attack me on my basketball game when at media night a couple of nights ago, one Brett Kiesel, a former teammate of Ike Taylor, came up to me and said, hey, I watched a video that you had out there on the NFL of you playing Ike in basketball. You know, did no, did you no, really beat no. him? He said, it, did you? Because really, you couldn't have actually beat him. Amazing, Ike. The play of words you just he did set, was amazing. He sets himself up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> did you really beat him? Alley, yes, Brett Diesel, watch I this, did. Watch this super-duper layup I'm about to do. Boop, 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 boop. I'm, I'm boop. Gonna, I wasn't there, but I heard you guys shot free throws. All right, it was free throws. That's so what? It's an important aspect of the game, Maurice. Hey, let's say hello to everybody, but and then we'll uh, jump in on everything. Coming up here, Anthony Barr, the Minnesota Vikings, a UCLA product. 
I hope that we can make the schedules work so Maurice and Anthony can be out here. Either way, we'll talk with them, uh, talk with him. I want to know what it's like for a SoCal guy to have played in that frigid game up in Minnesota a couple weeks ago. Right now, let's go around here from Media Row at Super Bowl 50 and start off with our main man all the way from London, England. He serves as our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's handsome Hank. Now more than ever. And then keep mine though. Don't even change my intro. Now, listen, everybody has theme music now. Well, I don't understand what the video problem is. Though. We're building to it next up. A UCLA product, a Jaguar, a Raider, now our pal Maurice Jones Drew back home in the uh, in the Bay Area. Maurice Jones Drew, everybody. Five foot seven full of sexiness, MJD is on the show. That, that's the old one. That's the old that's the theme old song. Why, why the old one? one? Why, why not the cool that? new one? He'll kill. Black Tide, do you want to explain? Tide, that's your okay, decision. Buddy. Here we go. But when he introduced me, watch it like The one-man house band Dick Banks took your notes. You didn't love this first one. We revised it, and now it's better. Now let's now let's say hello. For Super Bowl. Twelve-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number twenty-four. Ike Taylor. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Number 24 is in the house. Ike Taylor's on the show. That's it. On the show, no doubt. That's right. And he having fun with it. And then he over that's here nice. dancing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's good because that we don't need the we don't need to fix what ain't broke. Don't you understand? I asked. I requested. Yeah. For a whole new song. Oh, you needed a new one. You don't like <laughs> that one. I thought you loved the Bayou. We all love San Francisco so far. The food has been good. Who's the best celebrity you've bumped into, everybody? Ike Taylor. Is that right? Maurice Jones. Maurice Jones is a celebrity around here even more. Nah, man, they just remember me from my high school days, not from what... Uh... It is quite a thing. As Maurice uh, goes around here in uh, in the Bay everybody Area, everybody shout out to Maurice. They say in high school, though. They don't say anything else. They're like, oh, De La Salle. No, there were some people a little while ago who were shouting, hey, we're, we're hardcore Raider guys. And Marie said, how hardcore Raiders fans are you if you're wearing 49ers jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wear something. <laughs> weird I don't weird thing. It. Hey, so it's the Carolina Panthers. It's the Denver Broncos. Well, kibitz about those guys. And I guess let's start here with the Jenga theory. We talk about the Jenga theory all the time. It is. If you remove the wrong piece from the puzzle, the whole thing will implode. We leave the quarterbacks out because it's too obvious. Obviously, every team needs a good quarterback. I start with you, Handsome. Who is the Carolina Panthers' Jenga piece in Super Sunday? I am going to put Luke Keekley in that position. I think he's the glue on that defense, which, is, which has been great, that holds it all together. Without him, you take him away. I think the back end isn't as good as it would be. I don't think you can stop the run as effectively. He's, he's my guy. Maurice, I'll say you. It, that's tough. Um, if you say Luke Keekley, I'm going to say Jonathan Stewart. Without Jonathan Stewart, they don't have that power game. Cam wouldn't be able to handle the load. You remember, they had some tough games down the stretch when Jonathan Stewart was you hurt. You are absolutely and right. Couldn't, they mm -hmm. couldn't convert those third and ones. 
people were keying on Cam. They didn't have that power element. You have to have a back on the offensive side to yep. get that offense going. Correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but I mean that's really what that's about. When you have a guy who can who can burn you like a QB, like uh, Cam Newton can, the ability to put the ball in the QB's in in the running back's belly and keep it and run, and you're attacking the same edge, right? I mean that's that's the danger for a defense because you can't account. It's a numbers game that you can't account for if 28 and one are both coming at the same side there, and you have to you have to go at one or the other. Right, Ike, or am I, am I right in that? I was going to say, Luke, he said, Jonathan, and we had a segment, man. We talked about this man catching the ball, Ted again, but you take Ted again out of that offense, hmm. who are you looking for for the deep threat? You ain't looking for that one guy for the deep threat. That's what Ted again possesses, something that we can't coach. It's speed. So, yeah, he might drop a lot of balls, but at the same time, man, he caught a lot of touchdowns this year. He had the most big plays on that team. Mm -hmm. So you take Ted Ginn out of the equation, I think he's a jigger piece. That's interesting. We could do the, all the defensive pieces. K1 short, I think that entire uh, that entire front for Carolina has to show up and stuff the run and force 18 to try and beat you. If they do that, I think the Panthers are going to win unless the Broncos can conjure another extra score, like Maurice calls them, whether it's a defensive touchdown or a special team. It's not an extra score. It's a... Uh, but, you guys got some heat from Devin Funches because you guys described the Panthers as not having any great high-end targets, and Devin Funches came after you on Twitter. I said, well, listen, first of all, we've touted Devin Funches on this show in the second half of the year, but the one high-end option that Cam does have in the passing game is Greg Olson, and he's a hammer when they put him in line to, as an extra. And, and I think we'll see Greg Olson doing some of that to try and handle – DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller a little bit, and Greg Olson is valuable in both aspects of things. I think Greg Olson is a major factor in Super Sunday, just like he has been all season for the you, you You get Greg like a running back, you get him to chip. You get him to chip Von and Marcus Ware, just to slow him down to help mm -hmm. out your tackles. You, you, you know can't what have saying? him block too long, though, yeah, because it's going to take away what yeah, he you, can do. You don't right, want him right. blocking for too long, so, man, he'll go on, give him a flipper, bam, chip him, slow him up, then your offensive tackles, man, and guards, they can they can set and, and, and block these wares and millers. But I'm telling you, man, they don't look the same without Ted again. We could talk about I, Greg. I, I can believe that, here. And if Ted's not doing it, then yeah. it's not open for Greg over the middle. They, they don't look the same without Ted, man. We, we talk about this man's hands and how he catch, but he possesses that one threat, that one big play. All right, let's go right back around now. Denver Broncos, who's their Jenga piece? Von Miller. Hmm. Von Hard to argue with that. Man, Von Miller, man, is his personality, his passion for the game. He he's the Gronk for Denver. Always having fun. Doesn't take too much too serious, but he plays well. Snap in and snap out. You take That's Von, kind of true. Not for Von Miller and Akeem to leave. DeMarcus wears a lot of fun too. Right. But there's not a lot of big personalities that would uh, I mean we talked about it earlier, man, Von Miller. He, he dancing with one of the coaches. Yeah, right. Like, so his personality just bring out the best of anybody. And it looks like just from a distance, he can hang with anybody. It, from a janitor to a CEO. It really don't matter. Vaughn ain't into titles. I'm into having fun. Same with Brown. Hey, man, I'm not into titles. I'm into having fun. And that's how I look at a Vaughn, man. I think the Vaughn is that jingle piece. I hear you on that. The interesting thoughts, uh, Maurice. I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders. You got to have somebody you can throw the ball to. Um, 
I would have said like Owen Daniels or something like that in the red zone because he's a key, but I think if you don't have Emmanuel Sanders, they're not where they are right now. He made some huge, huge catches in the playoffs. Uh, he's a guy that stepped up and raised his game up. Uh, Demarius, for some reason, has been dropping a ton of passes, but Emmanuel Sanders gets open against anybody. You put him out there, he's going to compete. He's going to go out there. Yeah, he might drop a couple tough ones, but when you get the ball in his hands, there's a chance he can go to the house from a smoke route, which is a one-step turn and catch the ball or a go. And so I think what he's done to that offense, he is that Ted getting that offense. He's that deep threat that people worry about because he can run all the routes and he also going to take the top off well, as well. it's funny you say that. I think Demarius Thomas is the Jenga piece for the reasons that you're talking about. I think if you get the ball in his hands early, I, you know, for as good as that Carolina defense is, I wonder how they'll handle someone of that size and speed. He and he's been, though, well, though. he's been dropping it, but you're going to have to double him. You're going to nah, have to do special it's, it's, things. They, to, they don't do that over there, man. They, it's his own team. It, yeah. th there is no man coverage over there. Carolina man they, they like to see the quarterback that's why you see Luke catching the ball all the time down the middle that's why you see uh, Josh Norman he's able to break on all the balls man they like to get the eyes on the quarterback and they understand concept routes and that's why they come up with all these interceptions mm. and turnovers interesting handsome how say you Jenga piece for the Bronx I think Von Miller is a tough one to go against but I really like watching a keep to leave I like how physical he is I like I like that kind of a player who who will come up and make plays and against the run as well he's a he's, he's a he's a good guy and I think he, I think he will be a big part of this game all right let's go around quickly because there are a couple other things before Anthony Barr shows up here I want to talk about outside the two teams in the Super Bowl. Let's go back around the semicircle again. What were the defining moments? Where did you feel like, all right, the Panthers and the Broncos are for real, handsome, both teams? I think the, the, for, the, for the Panthers, when they won in Seattle, they had that last-minute drive and Cam went down, Completely led them to the touchdown. Agree, yes. that, was, that was the moment where you're like, I expected them to lose that game. Sure. And they went in there and they did that, and you're like, okay, I've got to take this team seriously. That's for them. Sounds crazy for the Broncos, but I think the moment Peyton was holed off the field against the Chiefs when he had that horrible game and they brought him, they had the guts to bring in Brock Osweiler and it probably would have gone a lot worse if Peyton had stuck around and then equally they it's managed to bring point, him yeah. back in. But it's not a place where maybe people are thinking about that now, but it was a pretty gutsy decision um, by Gary Kubiak to say, all right, come out of there, we're going to send in this guy. Maurice? You know... I would agree with Seattle, but at that time, they were having a ton of trouble with the pass. I think, for me, the defining moment for me was when they came back, they allowed this big lead, they had this big lead against the Giants. The Giants come back to tie it up, and then Cam and that offense go downfield in a two-minute situation, which they're not used to doing, and you're starting to see guys, I mean, Ted Ginn caught a slant outside his body, uh, Funches made a couple plays, Cam let him down to kick a field goal. There was no celebrating in this drive. It was strictly business. And I thought for me it was like, wow, like man, that's a great like, call. It was too. real. That drive yeah, it was, was real. It was, yeah. Like no one celebrated this one down. And then for the Broncos, I think when you beat the Patriots without Peyton, that was huge too. I think that had them to believe, even though the Patriots are banged up, you still beat the Patriots at home. And guess what? You got a chance to come back and play them at home. They had that conference. They already done it before. It, it happens. I'll, you know what? Back. I'll agree with you. And in fact, I'll go specific in that game. I, you know, this isn't a put-down of the Broncos. Obviously, they were the number one seed. They're, they're a great team. But were it not for the Patriots' punt returner fumbling that in the second half in the snow, if it, they, they were up, I think, what were they, ten, up 10 or 13 or something at that time. If the Patriots' punt returner doesn't fumble that ball, 
The Patriots win that game. The Chiefs are on the rise. Here they come. They wouldn't be in the. They wouldn't have won the division. They would have had to go on the right. road. They would have been a wild card team. I don't know what would have happened to them if it would have gone that way. So I'm with you on that one, Maurice. Ike, I'll say you. MJD took my thought. I was going to say the new, uh, the New York Giants drive. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is 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 just that to me that was the defining moment for this team. Like you said, man, it was all business. So yeah, we can get on. We can get on board, we can start traveling, we can wear shorts, but on this drive, we gotta put this suit and tie on. And that's, <laughs> what, they, that's, that's, that's what they did on that drive. And it, it's just a different kind of personality for Denver, man. Denver, it, I can pick it back off a of handsome Hank, man, just sitting painting down and letting the team know ain't nobody safe. Ain't nobody safe right. around here. Because how would you sit down on the future Hall of Famer? And as you said at the time, you watch, Peyton's going to come back and he'll have learned from this, and you've been spot on so far. We'll see if he hey. can do it for 60 more minutes. But this is not the same Peyton. Forget two people keep saying, well, the, the Peyton's past his prime. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about this is a different Peyton than what we saw in October. Correct. He is willing to turn around right. and hand the ball off now. When you said that, I was like, there's no way. I he agree. Has, he has too big of an ego, but I think he started to see the writing on the wall. Like, it, it, it's time. It's time. I mean, I got a plantar fasciitis, quads hurting. Right. My body's telling me it's about that time. I need to buy in and try to get to I'm bald, and I'm not even doing it as a style statement. I, I just don't have hair anymore. <laughs> exactly, right. type of thing. Exactly. I, I do think as well, the two weeks between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, for a guy like him as well, that time to rest and, and all those injuries you just mentioned, just to heal up a little bit, just that small amount to play one more football game. I think he'll be ready. Let me tell you, it gives me no pleasure to say this, but when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I didn't think Peyton could go on this run, and it gives me no pleasure to say this. It wasn't just Ike who predicted it. It was Black Tie. Black Tie said, you watch. It's going to be the bizarro, the bizarro Peyton. Peyton. He's going to go to the Super Bowl. He did say it. Yep. But it, Peyton hasn't went to the Super Bowl. I mean, like, he didn't carry the team to the Super Bowl, so what he said was actually wrong. That defense carried him in that running game. <laughs> to be honest. Way to go, JD. <laughs> We're trying to give Black Tie his moment. Doesn't don't give him. He, want, he wants to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. I just don't. If, you're, if, your jo if your job is to be the producer, then Produce. you should be down there producing. You don't Not think he should be as stage. dressed up in his handsome yeah, blazer? Yeah, why do you have a blazer do? and I mean, a mic on Can we get a drink from back there? Yeah, like, first of all, where's your towel? <laughs> you should be cleaning the bar and not having your laptop on it. And two, why are you so dressed up? Your hair lined up. He got look, look at him. He looking nice. It's Super Bowl week. Yeah. He looking fresh. He looking Dougie. Because he knew he was going to be on TV. Let me ask you guys this quickly because Anthony Barr's look on his way. Look at you that gum slow. What is, you know, my scent, when I heard Calvin Johnson's retiring, and we're going to talk about his Hall of Fame candidacy in a little bit here and whether or not he'll get in. Everybody assumes, oh, yeah, of course he is. But, I, you know, I have some questions about that. But anyway. Is it a smokescreen? He's trying to force the Lions to release him and how that might go down so that he could go to a winner for a year, for two years. What do you think, Ike? I don't know if it's a smokescreen. I know mentally, man, you just get tired of losing. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the man won a little bit at Georgia Tech. You come into the league, man, you wind up drafting Stafford. You figure you got a chance. You, you get down, you play Dallas, man. You come up short. He's been nicked up a lot of his career. It just it just has a wear and tear on you mentally. And me, hopefully, me just being selfish, I hope he go to the Patriots. Because I would like to see him with the time. selfish. Back. That's not selfish. That's no, being too like selfless. We don't need the, the Patriots money, getting better. The, the, the money ain't the issue with Calvin. That's what we got to understand. And I'm sure he'll go to the Patriots for peanuts to play with time and to have a chance. 
So I don't know if it is smokescreen or not, but what he's done so far over this short career, man, he's done a lot. Ike, it's not good. The Steelers are built for 2016. Please, well, we, talking we don't about need Calvin. Calvin Johnson. We're talking about Calvin. I'm we're just saying we don't need Pittsburgh. Calvin Johnson in the we're AFC. We're talking about Megatron, not Pittsburgh. Now, I'm telling you, they're connected. We don't we're need talking about today, like, Megatron, we not Pittsburgh. That. I think when you when you some of the things he said, like I don't know, he telling the coach this was his last year, and when you do those things, it means you you've been thinking about it. Hmm. And when you think about things like that, it's time to go. You can't. You don't play games like that. Like, yeah, so, you you guys have both talked about that. When you know it's time to go, you should not be out there between the lines. Oh, exactly. I told you, man, that Cincinnati game. Like, I came back that Cincinnati game. AJ called a deep with Nomi. I said, Coach, this ain't me. We're talking about uh, Calvin Johnson. We're not talking about I know, the but Steelers. I, I, oh, I'm look just how saying, it comes this, around. Look how it this, back this, around. We're talking about retirement. Yeah. I say, man, this, this ain't me. Like, I'm not going to do the team no justice by going through the motions. Let the young guys rock. And when he saw I was serious, he was like, I got you. You know what's tough is for Lions fans, they watch Barry Sanders, who is the best in the business, at the age of 30 walk out the door. We're going to get into where the Megatron is, the best in the business, but he's been right up there. And age 30, he's going to walk out the door as well. To be a Lions fan and watch both of those guys go when you, you, know, when you kind of expected them to be around for a little longer, it's going to be tough. Dan Hanzoos from around the NFL, of course, does his uh, pain rankings for fans. The Lions deserve, Lions fans deserve mm -hmm. a lot because they're, they, they're like on the you move. Said, they've had some of the best, and they had Billy Sims and Indomitian yeah. and Sue, and it's equaled absolutely nothing. They've had some of the best of the generation. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, Ike, uh, because we're not going to talk with you before the game is, and you mentioned uh, the injury you had uh, against Cincinnati. Thomas Davis, it sounds to me, has a pretty similar one. Would you be able to play as quickly as Thomas Davis is playing? No, mine was real serious. Mine was damn near a compound. Like, I held mine. Like, you saw mine, like, mine was yeah. hanging. Like, it, it's totally different. Like, this 18 screws, two eight and a half, nine and a half inch plates. So it's this, not really comparable. Yeah, not. yeah, it, it, you couldn't. And I came back early. I shouldn't even play, mm -hmm. but Football has been my life, so it was hard for tell a football player, man, nah, you can't play football. So for Thomas, man, I, the man said, man, this is Super Bowl, man. How many opportunities I'm going to get? So I get it. All right, Maurice has to go do his radio show on Sirius. You're going to miss out on him because Anthony Barr is coming up. Give us your uh, give us your Super Bowl pick. Who's I go with the Broncos. Go with the Broncos. My, 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 my blood plays with That's them. right. You That's can't right. go against no, no T.J. Disrespect. Ward. I did talk to him at media night, and he spoke kindly. Tremendous. He's a tremendous guy, a isn't he? Very nice guy. People, he, people just see him just because he plays football the right way. He play well. A physical John Lynch. Style. He's a hard mm -hmm. dude. That's why he, he comes off like a hard dude. <laughs> he's not. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Anthony Barr, though, who, who strikes me as a more laid-back SoCal kind of guy. Ike, your pick. The Panthers, Cam and Company. Um, even though they're 15 to one, they still ain't doing enough. Ain't nobody respecting Cam. Uh, they defense, you know, against the Broncos defense, I'm sure they want to prove we got the best defense. So I'm going to go with Cam and company, man. The, 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 the throwback 1985 Bears is now in the 2015 Carolina Panthers. Hmm. Strong stuff and handsome. I do want to have that conversation on Friday's show. Okay. Let's do that. Uh, where, because all the talk about Peyton and what it means for his legacy, valid talk, and let's get into that. But also, 
if the Panthers win this, if they go, they're a 15 and one team and they beat the teams they had to beat to get to the top of the mountain, where do they rank all time? Let's do that on our second podcast this week. Like I say, that's coming up on Friday night for you. In the meantime, Maurice, we'll talk to you soon and let's say hello to Anthony Barr. Get him up. Do 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 da 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 down but down boda boom bam bam Dave. Hey, look who's joining us, everybody. The former UCLA Bruins superstar went high in the draft of the Minnesota Vikings. A real X-factor for Mike Zimmer's defense, and he really emerged even more than he already had in the NFL. It's Anthony Barr. What's the no, poop, no, fella? I mean, how, how's everybody doing today, man? Doing well. Doing, doing well. Good. Better for your company. Yes, you, sir. Having a great time. You know what? Just seeing them two clips, yeah. you're very ball aware. Oh, yeah. Coach Tomlin <laughs> is a huge fan of getting the ball. And just from seeing them two highlights, you was going for the ball every time. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, the game's about the ball. You know, if you possess the ball, the more you have the ball, the more opportunities you have to score. Uh, you score the most points, you win the game. But you got to have a knack for that. Right. Like, I was taught to do that because I never tried to go for the ball. For me, it was always kill shots. I'm trying to hit somebody. <laughs> you, on the other hand, like, right. naturally, you just got that knack yeah. of trying to go for the ball. I think it was something I was taught at a, at a young age. Though. My pop wanted coach, you know, kind of instilled that in me, and that carried out through high school, college, and uh, Coach Zim's also really about the ball, so. Did, uh, it, did it help that you played on offense in college to start with as well? That, that helped you know where right. the ball's going to be? I think so a little bit. You know, it's a... It's funny because in the NFL, you know, you think people would be more secure with the ball, but I think they're actually a little less secure. You know, they think they can kind of hold it out here away from the body and get away with it, and that's when you have a chance to get the ball out. It is interesting. We talk about that all the time, that in the 21st century, defense is different. You know, when I was growing up, it was always about who could dominate and hold their team under 10 points and all that, but it really is about making a couple of plays on defense, and that's exactly what uh, you excel in. Let's talk about it. You're from... Southern California, the last time we saw you in the purple jersey, it was minus 15, and were it not for one short missed kick, you would have gone on. Who knows how far you would have gone. But coming from SoCal, I always say the Vikings are giving up a home field advantage putting a dome on their new joint. Should they just keep it outdoors forever? I actually agree with you a little bit. You know, I think playing outside, teams don't like coming and playing in that cold weather. I mean, we don't like it, so we know other teams don't like it. Um, but I, I will say I ha- will be happy to be back in top. <laughs> is it? Or, but you have to be outside again next year, right? Or no? Is no, it, next year is ready to rock. Oh, it's all yeah, set yeah, to go. We'll be, uh, we'll yeah, be uh, indoors go. next year in a new stadium. I think we'll uh, have a pretty good season. I could have given you some tips on that because he knows as a Steeler that they use that as an intimidation factor. Ike used to be in the NFL himself. Oh, yeah. I'm very, uh, <laughs> he did. He played for a while. Very familiar with him. Oh, you, you've seen him play? <laughs> Vaseline. Times, yeah. Vaseline. Like, so for the cold games? Right. We used to put nothing but yeah, Vaseline. Them, uh, the doctor gloves. Doctor like gloves, yeah, Vaseline. Because really the hands so and the feet that are the worst part. You know, your fingers and your toes. Everything else will kind of warm up as it goes, but it's hard to get those, you know, those uh, essentials warm. And then going in at half time and then having to come back, back out again. That, uh, that again. gets the worst. That, that, that's yeah. that reset button. Yeah. Like, Man, now I'm warm. You want me to go back inside? Right. Then come back and out. Come back right. out. Now no, you're messing you. with me, Mitzi. What'd you do? Did you do? What did you do at halftime of the game? To um, warm up. Warm skin. A lot of like it's like a lotion type of thing. Mm-hmm. You just uh-huh. you know rub it in until it disappears. And uh, went through about a bottle of that myself just because wow. it, it was ridiculous out there, man. Negative 20 degrees. Come on. Were you able to? I mean, how much? What percentage of your brain is focused on the game? And as a human being, you must be like. My God, to get me out of here! Right. It's like those the five, six seconds that the play lasts. You forget about the cold, um, but right after that, it's right back on you, and you're like, you know, can't wait for this game to get over with. How how is it 
Because I played against Coach Zimmerman, but he was the defense coordinator for Cincinnati. How was it actually him being the head coach, him being defensive-minded, playing for him? Uh, personally, I love it. Um, just his attitude and his mindset. Um, I think it really changed the culture of that locker room. You know, we have a lot of uh, hard-nosed, tough, tough guys in the locker room now who uh, want to play physical, want to play his style of football. And I think people are buying into his mentality, and uh, I think you've seen it on Sunday. Good tell. I would, I, you know, with Zimmer and the way the Vikes have been constructed, I guess there's two ways to go about it if there's a division bully like the NFC North has had with the Packers. You can either match what they're doing and try and keep up with the Joneses and just try and, you know, get the P offensive pieces for shootouts right. or do what it seems to me yeah. what the Vikes have done, which is big corners to take away those receivers right. and, well, and, and grind. I think we have a formula for winning. You know, we want to play really, really good, hard defense. Uh, play great on special teams and run the football well. Yep. Uh, I think that's the formula for us to be successful. Speaking of running the football, last year y'all didn't have AP. AP set out a season. Just mentally, as a defensive player, how was it when AP came back on the field for y'all this year? Um, I think it took a little bit of weight off our shoulders. We know he's going to get the rock, you know, he'll score. If he gets his 10, you know, 17, offense gives us 17 points, we feel like we can hold uh, our opponents under. 17, we're gonna get that win. And we know with him being back there that he could pop one off at any second. And you know, we're up seven and now we have a chance to win the game. And you I probably like have a chance to, to spend a bit more time on the sideline as well between drives. Exactly, that's yeah. the biggest part. Uh, converting those third downs, he makes it makes it so when it's third down, it's not third and ten, it's third and three and third and four. Very much more manageable situations for Teddy and the offense to work with. So you would have gone, let's I I don't mean to drudge up the bad it's memory. Possible. Well, I'm going to do it because I feel like that's what we should talk about with him. He was there and everything. Let's say that that kick goes through. You, you make the kick. You go to Arizona. Yeah. The way Arizona was playing, let's assume victory there. Not fair, but let's assume they do it anyway. <laughs> All right, you guys win that one. Then yeah. you go to Carolina. Yeah. What would have been the attack to try and stop Cam, the guy who's hovering uh, behind your head? Stop the running game, uh, the read option, kind of what they do there, how they, how they like to run that. Definitely stop the running game and then force Cam to drop back in the pocket and make the throws down the field. Don't let him get out in the open and create with his legs, which he does so very well. Uh, make him be a quarterback. You know, make him go back there, make the reads, and make the, make the pass, which he's capable of doing, but I think he, he likes being out of the pocket. He likes making plays with his legs. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, and then we have to move on to something else, but can you do something about it? I can tell you're a man of fashion. I don't like the Vikings numbers. The numerals are weird looking, you know? Ooh. Don't you think they're weird? I like them. No, no one else has it like that. You know what I'm saying? Know, we don't want the ones I, that have it. So it's, it's our little, you know, it's they our try little, a little swag, Don't you know? pay him. The don't numbers, really. I've never even heard anybody complain yeah, about something it, like that. It, it, he finds stuff that's like that to talk about. Yeah, he that's finds, not ticky tack. That's like the numbers look numerals <laughs> on my jersey. All right, I didn't show up today to be attacked. I don't know what that's about. I like this guy just from, like, sitting from a distance. But he's on your team. The young man, Stephon Diggs. What he presents to the table. Right. Steph is the most confident guy I'll ever meet. You know, you, I think that's kind of how all receivers are in the league. You know, I'm the best. But he goes out there, and what I like about him is he, he, he don't really talk about how good he is. He just kind of, it's the way he walks and kind of the way he moves about, uh, goes about his day. He just has such a confidence to himself and uh, such a swag to himself that I think other guys in the offense kind of feed off that and his energy. And uh, one of the harder working guys in the locker room. And, uh, I think he'll be a great player for us. I know it's early for your career because you're still young, but the transition from year to year, to year has the game slowed down for you? Yeah, tremendously. Um, 
Uh, just understanding my job is I, I have a full grasp of what they want me to do, and that allows me to now I know where the safety is going to be on uh, this play or where uh, the, the D-line stunting on a, on a blitz so my gap is moving. So um, it's, it's become a lot easier. The game has slowed down tremendously, and um, I feel a lot more confident out there. What is so now after, you know, again, a tough one? I, I always wonder about that mentality. Man, that's five months of your life and prepping, and that's got to be the worst feeling to sit in that yeah. locker room and feel like, man, we should have won this, and now we have to wait. So what's the mentality? Does Zimmer gather you guys? Does Teddy B get everybody together and say, 2016, here's what we need to do to get to the next level? I just think we use it as motivation, you know, use it as fuel um, and build off of it. I think it's definitely a great learning experience for our team to get to the playoffs. We're a very young team. Uh, we still have all the confidence in the world in our kicker. You know, uh, it's a fluke. You know, he, he makes that you know, 10 out of He's 10 times. He's such a nice guy. I've you met him, too, so I felt bad for yeah, him. Yeah, but... I mean, you make it 10 out of 10 times. And so it's a... Uh, it's going to be tough to, to live with, you know, for the four or five months, but you, you harness that energy, you, you focus it into your training, into your preparation, and hopefully uh, it doesn't happen again. Well, we're talking about, you know, dealing with things emotionally, and you know what? The game of football is important. You know, it pays the bills for you. Right. And as I mentioned, it, pays, it used to pay the bills for I because he was, in fact, an NFL football player at one point <laughs> in his life. But you know what? There's also the game of life. And this is a great opportunity for you if you have any questions about what's going on at home, with the family, with I don't know where you are with uh, in your relationships, but yeah. dear Ike can answer I any questions you I have. I have a question for you. Okay. I don't mm -hmm. know if you can answer or not. Let's go. But uh, so dear Ike, if you if you're in a steady relationship, you know, with your girl, you've been dating for a year or two, and Valentine's Day is pretty close. You know, it's, it's not, some people don't know, do we celebrate it? Do we just skip over it? If your girl says, I don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day, let's just treat it as a normal day. Uh, is that a trap question? That's a setup. That's a setup, right? So you still have to do something. Or do yeah. you not do anything? That's a setup and you do do something. And this is what you do. But what do you do? Because I don't want, you can't do too much because then it's, you're like overcompensating. You don't want to do nothing because then it's like, kind of ignoring her, so, what, so what's the middle ground? So is she working at the time? Yeah. Is the lady working? Yeah. You take her, what you do is you see what she like to eat. You get a blanket, a find your park. A blanket, okay. Find your park, and y'all have lunch, old school style, oh. under the tree or something, at a picnic. I'm, I'm telling you. you. I think that's big points right there, huh? Points can't even amount to that. <laughs> it, it's, it's, the, it's the small things these women be looking right. for See, that they even, always overlook. They even cross my mind, something, nothing like they even cross my mind. I'm telling you, man, get a picnic lunch, Damn. a cool little picnic lunch. Yeah. And you're going to see that's going to work once. That's wonders. a wrap, huh? I think that's a my You know what? He does it every, every he time. He never. It's 100%. He, re, he never is wrong. I mean, that like. sounds like the best advice right. I've had in, you know, since I can remember, so. I'm gonna use that one. Yeah, because if you do right, because if you do a dozen flowers, then you're like, uh, uh, you're like, else, right, right so 80 like, million you other guys. You do flowers, you do jewelry, you do dinner. You can start off with breakfast if you want to, but if she's at work, man, she might have had a bad day at work. You come there and say, hey, babe, look, what you got out? I done made a sandwich or two, man. I got some chips waiting for us, man. Yeah. If you want a drink or two, maybe you can sip this drink. But we're going to picnic lunch. You made it special. 
You let her know that this is what we're doing. All yeah. the women, all the women want to know is you put thought and effort into it. That's appreciate all, them, right? That's all they want to know. That's it. And that's, that's as thoughtful as it gets. I don't even think he's about done it. Done it again. Yeah. You know what's another nice move? This is a, I, I don't want to step on your toes, but here's a great move is the week before, because the universe is going to be flowers and everything. The week before, give her flowers. So next week you do this. Give her flowers, and you say, I, I couldn't wait. I'm sorry, so I couldn't wait. I, I want you to have these now. Every day is Yeah, I, I, I wanted you to have these in advance. Everybody else is going to have them next week. You're too special to wait on that. that was a, That's nice, right, Ike? Yeah, that was okay. No, I, I bet it's all fine. This <laughs> is not a picnic. I'd love to see you going out with the big uh, red and uh, white checkered blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this looks like a nice spot. Everything everything I'm saying, I didn't do. That's what I'm you trying did to tell that. you, man. Right. Did you get the now. basket? No question. I'd like box. to see Anthony Barr walking down with the basket. I had down with a basket. I can whip up a nice sandwich or two, you know? <laughs> yeah. Easy money right there. Easy. That's better than going to, uh, where I was well promoted. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you bring that up? This is McDonald's. You can go get all day breakfast. Ooh. Look at, take that, look at the alley-oop. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Here we go. Some, please. <laughs> no one. Who would want that? Anthony Barr, a delightful fella. And if you're in L.A., and you want to come by and hang out with us, and you can talk about football. Oh, Ike yeah. uh, played football at one point mm -hmm. in his career, so he could give you some tips on that. How many times you say that? <laughs> I just want because I think it's that? neat that he's in the yeah. NFL, and I don't know how much he knows man, about the history of the game. Point, and the man handling his business right now. Let the man rock. I, I just I listen. I think it's neat. A lot of current players don't go like, oh, I don't know how how long ago. Yeah, Ike Taylor won Super Bowls. Oh, I don't know how long ago was that. Like I'm just letting them know. <laughs> All right, Anthony Barr, you're a pleasure to speak with. Have a great and, uh, and good offseason. And I, hey, you know what? Do, do us a favor, tweet a picture of whatever you do on Valentine's Day to Ike so we see how it works yeah. out. Another satisfied customer. I think that's great. Good for you. I try to do my guy. All right, like I say, great offseason to you. Hopefully, we'd love to catch up with you yeah, back in Los by, Angeles. It's been a great time. I'll come kick it, man. Let you guys tell you guys how it went. Well, we got your former guy. I mean, you substituting for MJD right now. He, Who's he's that? working. MJD. Oh yeah, where's he at? Yeah. Maurice is about uh, 120 yards behind yeah, you over there. He, yeah, he working. He's sad to miss you too. He, he loves getting there, together so with the Bruins. Yeah, we ain't doing nothing. Doing swap. Swap. Right, we'll swap. <laughs> be a nice picture, Maurice and uh, yeah. Anthony Barr next to each other. Me. All right, there he goes, everybody. Maurice. Enjoy Super Bowl week, fella. All right, Anthony Barr. Appreciate it. Dave, damn a shit. So Anthony Barr moves on. A delightful fellow, nice though, guy. right? Naturally, he's smooth. That's, yeah. uh, you know what? That's how I feel. He wasn't trying to be cool. He just is imbued with a cool way about him. It's something, you know, uh, what do they say? Talent recognizes talent. I see that. In no, he, he definitely got the juice. And he's going to be even smoother on Valentine's Day with that advice you gave him as well. That really was good stuff. That's good you stuff. know what? You know who else should use that advice? Ooh. Handsome Hank Hodgson. Why you choose? Why, just what because you? you just because you're a father of three doesn't mean you shouldn't steal well, a little bit of Tosco's romance. Yeah, handsome got a tree. He's got tree. That boy been working. Mm -hmm. Yes, he has. That boy been working. You should see them too. They're all blonde-haired, little beautiful little English children. And <laughs> mommy, we love the Jets. Why does Daddy make oh, us root for the, the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> Not the Jets. Hey, let's talk about this right now, fellas, as we wrap it up here from uh, Media Row at Super Bowl 50. A great, uh, a great start to the week. We still have a few more days to go here. But let's talk about, let's do one of my favorite segments, 
Hall or nothing, let's evaluate the resumes or whatever it will take to get the gold jacket for a few big names of guys that are still in the league or just retired. And let's start off with Calvin Johnson of the Detroit Lions. I still don't know that he's definitely retired. Maybe this is a play to see if he can get to a better team. But if it is, in fact, done for 81, all or nothing, Ike Taylor. Man, that's tough because I'm like compar comparison to who? You know what I'm saying? I, I checked out his stats so far. He's the quickest receiver to hit 10,000 yards. He got over 11,000 yards in nine years. I looked at Randy Moss. Randy Moss got 15,000, got 100. And is it eight, is either 86 or 56 touchdowns. I think Calvin. Really? Randy Moss had that many? Wow. Oh, yeah. That's yes. something. Calvin got like 86, 83, one of the two. So I'm like, he definitely changed the game. And I got a whole lot of Calvin. Like, I got a good dose of Calvin. But right now, man, that's his only issue has been him being healthy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That injury bug just kind of nipped him a little bit. So now I'm what if it? What if he would have played 16 well, games? That's right. So Han what you think? Well, I, you know, handsome. To me, here's the thing. Here's what is benefiting him, because I've asked a couple of people this, and people say, are you crazy? He's the most gifted receiver we've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. He was. He or is, maybe still. But has that resulted in him being the best receiver in the NFL? There are two years, I think 2011 and 2012, probably would hold up as he was the number one right. receiver. But over nine seasons, that didn't equal him being the most dominant guy. Handsome house. But I you? think if you look at the beginning of his career, when he came into the league, everyone expected big things of him, and it didn't take off immediately. But he played with some quarterbacks early on that, that couldn't do what, what Matt Stafford eventually could do. So you've got him being injured. You've got Matt Stafford being up and down as a player anyway. And then you've got the early part of his career where he just didn't have the guys to get him the ball. I think what he did with what he had is pretty impressive. I think he's a Hall of Famer just because he was for that probably two, three-year period, he was the guy, Ike would be able to tell us, that you wouldn't want to line up against. Rod Woodson says, and I've then I've since heard this repeated by a few other gold jacket guys, that the standard is for voters and should be for all voters. Was he the best in the league? And not yep. for not for three months, but was there a, a period of time where he was clearly the best or maybe the second best? At his position, it gets wonky with QBs. Like, Eli Manning is going to go to the Hall of Fame, although he was never the best QB, I think, or in the top two or three in the league. Why was he? When, when was he ever the second or third best quarterback in a season? He was for three weeks in the postseason, but he yeah. never was that guy. He never was that guy? He never was the Against best quarterback? Against the Patriots. He, no, he was never that in guy. In the league. Crazy. He was uh, Eli Manning was never regarded as the best quarterback in the NFL. Nobody talking about him going to the Hall of Fame. I'm talking I, he's about going. How? Eli? Oh, he's going. He has two rings. He's got the rings. And by the way, throwing to Odell Beckham and company yeah. for another couple of years, he's, his stats are going to be it's beyond. It's a different standard for quarterbacks. Right. I think what you, everything you well, say is crazy. true about being the best until it gets to QBs. Black tie. What's going on over there? What are you Black doing? Black tie's at his bar. All right, that's a fine. Well, no, I know what guy. Black Tie wants. Black Tie wants to show the highlights that he showed. The first time Mike Taylor ever visited us at the DDFP. How did Black Tie welcome him? Black Tie, the producer, brought up highlights or lowlights of Calvin Johnson against 2-4 in Heinz Field. It didn't go your way for you the first it, 30 minutes. Why, well, why would he why attack would you, you like that? It says a lot about well, like, I as a player, it. as a corner, you always care. Like, you have to put it behind you. you just clear your memory. 
Because if that happened to me, I'd never come back well, on this show again. Well, that means I had a job for a while. Right. I don't know That's how true. long your producer's been here, but I did play well, in NFL for, for 12 years. I well, did, I did, he's coming so, up on that second contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did play for 12, and you got to understand, like, Calvin, your nickname ain't Megatron for no reason. I get it, because he's an all-world talent, but if you had to, who would be, take a look at the board here. Okay. What, I mean, who, I, I, first of all, there's Randy Moss. Y'all, oh, there you go, under 30. I got confused there yeah. for a second. So Randy Moss, 12,000 plus in uh, among 30-year-olds and younger. Number two all-time is Calvin Johnson, then Larry Fitzgerald, then Torrey Holt, then Jerry Rice. The yards per game, Calvin Johnson, I think, is second all-time behind Julio Jones, but that's an imminently 21st century stat. If you look at the top six or eight names, right. they're all guys that play 21st See, I, century I can't, ball. I, I can't do that under 30. I don't want to do that topic. I, I need to finish product. I agree. Yeah, that's what me, you're going to get judged on. Yeah, yeah, give me the finished product. Yeah. I don't I don't want to do the under 30, man, because technically we don't know if he's retired or not. Well, and by the way, you slow down the older you get, so your yards per catch go down and your yards per game go down as you get older. That's, uh, that's the way it goes for right. anybody. So those stats are even inflated. And I'm not a stats head, but he does really land in the mid-20s in history, and he's a 21st century receiver, and those fl- stats – are inflated for guys playing right now versus guys that were back in the 70s or 80s. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I think he eventually gets in. I don't think he's – I certainly don't think he's a first ballot first holder. Ballot? No, I don't think he's a first ballot. You, you still got other guys out there. I mean, honestly, if Antonio Brown keep going at his rate. I at, said – yeah. At his rate. I'm talking about – and he ain't make a try. He, he little try. Right. He ain't number five, ten, and some change. He might be five, ten, and some change. He's the he's the uh, yellow and black uh, sports car from uh, from. Uh, so arguably the next. All right. Bumblebee, arguably Bumblebee. the next. Thank the you, next, Black Tie. So he's been hot. He's been the best receiver the last two years. Do right. we agree? Definitely. No doubt. No doubt. Zero question. So he give me the best receiver the next three years. Then what? Does he go? Automatically. Guess what? I mean, if he hangs around, unless he falls uh, I'm apart, three he goes. Years. Yeah, he, yeah, three he years. goes. There's a backlog, though. There's receivers. And, there's been a backlog. Of and that's receivers. what I'm saying with Megatron. How, right. many, how many years have Megatron been the best receiver? I, you league? know, we could move on to Justin Tuck, who just retired. I think he had a very good career. I don't think he rises. There's to no hole for very good. So I, I do. Let's just for one second, real fast, because I tweeted this and people pushed back. You're crazy, Antonio Brown. I said. They said, if, if there were one game that you had to win, we love playing the, if the fate of the planet hung in the balance, who would be the QB you would want under center? Somebody floated that to me. Well, who would be your wide receivers for that? Well, obviously, Calvin Johnson would have to be second or third all time. I would go Jerry Rice. I would go Randy Moss. I'd go Randy Moss. I would go Des Bryant. I mean, talk, talking about it, I would say Megatron should be in the Hall of Fame. All right. But, you, uh, I, but I would you so. rather have, if you had to choose, would you rather have Des Bryant Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown all day. Calvin Johnson. I mean, every guy we name it, man, is six plus. Mm-hmm. Over six feet. Like, they supposed to. And this guy we keep naming, Antonio Brown, man, he, he under five. Like, he doing what I they agree. do, and he got short of his height. I Everybody agree. else height. All right, well, listen. It's been, uh, like I say, it's been a good time. Fun catching up with uh, another UCLA guy. Sorry, Maurice had to miss that one. But fear not, we're back. On Friday with another DDFP for you, we'll get you our final picks for Super Bowl 50. We'll break that down for you a little bit more, of course. Make sure you're tuning in to NFL Now. We're out here on Media Row three hours daily. 
Kibitzen, Ike, Maurice, not handsome, but Matt Money Smith, the gang in general there. Um, so we'll be back. Make sure you check us out. I don't even know what camera to look at. We thank you for listening. We thank you for, for looking at us. And let's go out with some of the sights and sounds going on here in beautiful San Francisco, California. We'll talk to you later in the week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.